little investment in the place of their birth. The young men, deprived of land, wives and wealth, coalescing into gangs that sought new opportunities. If they had the means of mobility, horses perhaps, or boats, then their adventures would take them substantially further than the next settlement. In the early Middle Ages, such periodic growths of population may have led to the Viking invasions that are the main subject of this book and are dealt with in detail in subsequent chapters. But there were also many signs of earlier, less well-recorded incursions of Scandinavian settlers before the Middle Ages. As early as a hundred years before the birth of Christ, the Roman Republic was threatened by an onrushing tide of northern attackers. The Cimbri, originating on the Danish peninsula and their Teuton allies from the far north of Germany, threw the Republic into a state of emergency and were only defeated a generation after their migration began in a series of battles in what is now southern France. Roman navies also had to deal with tribes that travelled by sea and preyed upon imperial shipping. In 12 BC, a Roman fleet advanced along the northern coast of Europe and reported a series of skirmishes with the seaborne Brukteri tribe. The earliest recorded circumnavigation of the British Isles was conducted not by the Romans, but by a group of the Eusepi in AD 83. Deserting from their posting as Roman mercenaries in Britain, this group stole three galleys which were eventually wrecked on the coast of Denmark. Denmark was also the place of origin of the Chorsi, who soon spread along the coast of northern Europe as far as the Rhine. Led by Ganascus, a tribesman of the Caninafates, who had learned Roman tricks by serving in a Rhine legion before deserting, the Chorsi preyed upon the coast of what is now known as Belgium in AD 41, before advancing in force up the river Rhine itself in 47. The Chorsi were defeated by the Roman fleet, which sailed up the Rhine to meet them in battle, but even this imperial navy seems to have relied heavily on barbarian sailors and seamen. A generation after the incursions of the Chorsi, barbarian oarsmen in the same Roman fleet staged a revolt, stole twenty-four galleys, and fought their way down the Rhine towards the sea. The oarsmen, men of the Batavii, joined with river pirates from other tribes and attacked a Roman troop convoy in the English Channel. The Romans were able to contain such marine assaults, but only barely. While records of Roman Britain are all but silent about the dangers, the archaeological evidence speaks for itself. During the 2nd and 3rd centuries AD, Roman legions built forts along the eastern coast of Britannia, designed to watch and warn against a mystery threat from the sea. Tribes from the north and east, making greater use of sails over oars, had begun periodic attacks on the British coastline. By the 3rd and 4th centuries AD, the coast of the Black Sea was ravaged by ships of the Goths and Heralds, originating from Scandinavia. Meanwhile, the northern shore of the European mainland was attacked by a confederation of many tribes now combined as the Franks. The Franks had been pushed out of their homeland by the fiercer Angles and Saxons, themselves pressured by the Jutes to the north in Denmark. Taking advantage of a local revolt within the Roman Empire, 
the Franks plundered northern Gaul, also preying for a while on Spain. When order was eventually restored, the Romans consolidated their coastal defences. Both sides of the channel came under the same military command, and a series of fortifications attempted to deal with the problem of pirates and raiders approaching from the North Sea. These defences came to be known as the Saxon Shore Forts, and for a while they kept the enemy at bay. Aurelius Curvianus's farewell party, and the evacuation it signified, did not merely deprive the former colony of Britannia of its military occupiers. It also left the coasts wide open to invasion. Moreover, the pirate problem of the North Sea, once contained at Dover by the Roman fleet, could now spread all along the northern coast of Europe. The tribes had an additional reason for their movements. The centuries after the